podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Any day. We are live. Okay, so you've already cut me off when the thing's starting, Michael. I get a feeling this is going to be an interesting show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, apologies for the unprofessionalism. Welcome to Sugar, Silk and Stretch, a unique boxing podcast brought to you. No, it's not Stretch. If you read, it's not quite Stretch. No, I don't know what the fuck is going on with people's captions this week. Michael's had a protest because I said to him, and will you agree with this, Gary, or whatever your name is down there? Now, listen, you agree with this. I said we should all have our normal formal names. Silk kicked against that. And I said, could you not put yourself a Silk this week? And as a Black Power style protest, he's called himself Silky Silk Silk. God knows what's going on with you, Gary. But in any case, we are here. It's sugar. Silk, 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 and <laughs> That's right. Gentlemen, in any case, we are assembled here to talk boxing. Most principally uh, for this preview episode, the rematch between Liam Smith and Chris Eubank Jr. at the Manchester Arena tomorrow night. Um, I've got to tell you that I wasn't a massive fan of the idea of the immediate rematch when you get a fight that was... I mean, I'm only talking about one shot, ultimately, but it was pretty conclusive, the fourth-round KO. I don't really like immediate rematches in that kind of circumstances, but how are you feeling it, Silk? Uh, myself, I anticipate a different outcome, but probably the same person wins. <laughs> Me? Yep. I disagree. I think um, I actually believe that... Um, I think the weight was an issue. Yeah. I think that... Uh, Is the weight not an issue this time? was an issue. I think he had a lot of stuff going on. I think... I just think we got a bad uh, Eubank Jr. on that night. And I believe... Um, I believe that it will be very different, this, this fight. So I know everybody's writing Eubanks off. I'm absolutely... Um, Gonna stick with him. I think he's. Well, Gary, you're you're a fighter. Well, you know. uh, why uh, later? But so please, Gary. You you know as a fighter that listen, there are a million ways you can approach a fight, and and what happens in your social life, and what happens in your professional life, and even just getting to the ring or your relationships. All these things affect how you perform. That doesn't disclude the. The, the outcome of the fight. You can't not say, um, a guy lost, I was distracted, oh, I drank too much, I partied too much. These are all choices we're making. Even if you get injured going into a fight, you know that's your responsibility. And if you take that fight, you're thought of as 100%. No, no, I believe I, I believe Eubanks give 100%, but it, it wasn't available. Um, I, I I think he's a better fighter than, than what we saw. Um, and I think that he's going to shock the world. This, this, uh, he's not going to shock me. I tell you something. I, um, as long as there's a big factor here, you know, we all know sometimes overnight fighters change, right? Like it just, they just go overnight. They're never the same again. You know, father time catches them and bang, they're done. If that's not the case, I don't, I don't believe it is the case, but it could be. But if it's not, if Eubanks is the usual Eubank, I believe that for the first time in his life, he has found a team, and I know it's only been four weeks. For me, it doesn't matter. I could get a kid who's going to get beat in a fight and talk to him for 10 minutes and change the outcome. 
I just put something in his brain and it would affect what he does. And yeah, I sure. absolutely, but but okay. like Christopher, four weeks is not long enough, but I honestly believe that he's found a, a situation. I think he, he, he uh, I think he's gonna be. I think he's going to shock everybody this fight. That's I think just... what's going to help him is the fact that he's not going to be on his Roy Jones because I think that definitely hurt him in that last well, fight. From what I saw, he was like, he was like, look, Roy look, Jones. look at what this kid's going through. So, what what his father doesn't understand? His father's upset, like his son is, uh, you know, leaving him or doesn't want him. No, like the the problem he has, he has a legend father. So, if the father manages promotes, trains. If, if if the kid wins a world title, it's because his father trained him. So he's never going to get his credibility. He just This is a kid who just wants to stand up on his own two feet. So even if his father's with him, he, he will never get the credibility because his father trained him. But you know, his father well, never well, really did train him, well, Gary. But what does that have What's to do with his fight ability? His father trained him. Then he goes into a bigger set of shoes. Roy Jones trained him. So he's this kid's all over the place, and I just believe that the kid wants to be Chris Eubanks Jr. and be himself. And, I, and it's a very uncomfortable position when you when you're not yourself. And it and, and I don't believe you function well when you're not some whatever's not right. It's not right. The fight game is a mental game. I believe if your mind's not right. I don't care if it's 10% off, 1% off, 5% off, it affects your life. I believe for the first time in his career, he's found, he, number one, he's found, he knows he's not invincible, so he better get his shit together. Which well, he, what, what makes you believe that? I believe he's found a team, and I think they're going to bring the best out of him. What makes you believe that? What evidence have you got to believe that? He because I'll tell you something. I watched him in the, there was, I, I watched online, there was some training stuff and he was, he was responsive. He was, he was listening. He wasn't a, he wasn't a TV listening. He was really, I, I saw, a, I saw a, a back and forth with Bomac and, and I'll tell you something. It, it wasn't only the back and forth. What Bomac said, this guy's a great trainer. I tell you, he was saying things very subtle. But I was like, wow, this guy's amazing. Because I've never really seen him. I've never seen him. Of course, he works with Crawford, and, and Crawford's success is inevitable. You know, we've, we've seen it. But I've never seen the guy in action. I saw him working with Junior, and he was fucking amazing. And I'm like, wow, this guy's really, really great. So I, I just, I have a feeling he looked great at the weigh-in. Like the other weigh-in, he, like he was like a drawn-out, he looked like he was dying. This this Wayne today he looked healthy he looked well he looked strong okay. his okay. mind's yeah. different. What's interesting he walked on the stage with there was like fifteen of them. Yeah, like he had, he had a whole operation yeah. around. Him. I I've found him you know when you get a fighter who's not a hundred percent he may show up at the Wayne with three of them and scales in and out. He went in force. Mm -hmm. He went well, you know, uh, all of that makes no difference at all. Yeah, all the signs for me look great so for you guys. Are just like they puff their chest and they're all bluff yeah. and banter. No, he, he, I don't think this fight. I think, I think this, 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 this fight has been very low key. Um, I tell you what, what, what's funny, 
if we get a Eubanks who's on points, cautious, not cautious, he's got to go and do his physical thing. He's got a great engine, we know. He's got to go and put it on Smith. But if we get a Liam, uh, Liam Smith who comes in thinking he's the fucking man and doesn't take precaution, he could get knocked. He could, run into, he could run to something. Yes, and I think we may get an overconfident Smith and a very prepared Eubank, and it could be a very different fight. The thing is, here's the thing. Liam has already beaten him once. You know what that kind of – like, and the way the ending was so abrupt but real and so definite, like he was undeniably hurt really bad. And it could have ended – if the referee didn't jump in, it could have been a lot worse, right? Now, yes. you know what that does for an individual's confidence – now he now Liam Smith is coming in like King Kong. You're right, but he's coming to King Kong. He goes, all I have to do is put this fist on his face, and I know what's going to happen. Okay, and let but, me check. But, but, but you think he doesn't have that same thing, and you know, conversely, he doesn't have the same thing. Let me ask you a question: Have you ever been to the gym? Let's say you're on holiday no, with the boys. Let's no. say you're, let's say you're on holiday with the boys, right? Okay. And you have a night out. The boys all go home early, but you end up out and you get a bad night. And you sh and you get back home at 5 a.m. And you've got to be in the gym at 8 because the boys have made a promise. And you go and it's a nightmare and you get through it, right? So let's just say that happens. And then, and you train terribly and you you just get through it. This is a crazy analogy, but hear me out. And then four days later, you've been resting, you've been eating well, you've been sleeping, the boys got the gym again, and you're like a different person. That's four days later. Now, I'm saying, I think that for whatever reason, this is just my gut. I think Eubanks showed up at the last fight. I'm not sure what happened, or and we'll never know. I just don't think he was himself i might be completely wrong if he wasn't and now he is it's gary nobody is ever them, nobody ben gary nobody is ever themselves when they lose that's for sure 100 yes, there's reasons that. why you lose michael you know yes, we have reasons here's the thing um when you said that he looked weak and the way the weight was a problem last time gary one thing that michael asked immediately was why isn't the weight a problem this time could we expand upon that well, there's three pounds. It was 157, I think, the last one. And this is 160. But you know what? Three oh, pounds. No, no. It, was, no, it wasn't. The thing was, he was supposed to fight Conor Ben at 157. And right. he made a point. Some people cited the fact that he made a bravado's point of making that weight regardless, even though the fight fell out because Conor failed the drug test. He, he And he posted on social media, he'd still made the weight, even though he didn't have to. And some people think he weakened himself for the fight the start of this year, January 21st, because he tried to prove that point. Okay, so so let, let, let's look at that. So that's ego bullshit. That, that's not a, not a fighter in the right mental state. If it was Terence Crawford, if it was someone else, they would just, they wouldn't show up 157. They'd just write that fight off. New fight, they would show up. So there was a lot of stuff going on, all the bravado, all the bullshit, and, and it affected the, the, the performance. This fight, I believe, he's just completely said, okay, 160, best camp I can get, no bullshit, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Just let's just be everything I can be. 
And I believe if he is everything he can be, and he's not gone over the fucking, he's not just, you know, he's not finished like when people turn overnight. If he can be the best he can be, I believe that best is better than Liam. So the thing is, when you look at the first fight, um, Eubank says one of his quotes was he was dominating until he got caught, like it was just uh, you know like an isolated incident. I don't. Michael's already smiling. I don't see it that way either. I think in terms of ring generalship, Liam Smith was doing exactly what he needed to do and was getting closer. Whether Liam Smith didn't win every round, Eubank Jr. definitely won the third round. And if he could replicate that twelve times tomorrow night, then he wins the fight. But Liam Smith with his high guard and head movement, fainting, he's a, he's a you know he's a solid well-schooled, fringe, world-class contender. I think he was walking Eubank into that KO, which was perfectly conclusive. So I don't see that Eubank was dominating the previous time. I don't know what your thoughts are, Michael. Yeah, Smith was doing like what he does. It was intelligent pressure. He picked his punches well. You know, he threw in combinations quick and he brought it back to high guard. He understands his limitations. He understands what his strengths and weaknesses are from what I saw. And he, and, and, uh, and, um, Eubank was, I think he was confused. I, I don't know. I, I think he was absolutely confused. And, I, and yeah, he started to get a little bit more confident before it was the third round when he started to get off a little bit more. Yeah, really confident. And when you're feeling that confident and everything's going good, and then all of a sudden the whole world collapses on you, that's a mental issue you've got to deal with. You know what I mean? Although I, I have listened to Eubank's talk and, and in hearing his conversation he does sound like a person who's been able to like really differentiate the two experiences so far sometimes when you step in the ring you abruptly get reminded as soon as you feel that right hand and then you're like oh my god this again and you know what i mean it feels a certain way if you can because because I know Gary, you you were stopped the one time as a pro, and then you fought, only fought once after that. And I know Michael, you were stopped, I believe, only the one time as as a pro as well. And yeah, I wasn't stopped by who? I had Barkley down. I don't remember the rest of it. Okay, yeah, yeah. But you see, what what the reason I ask you fellas this is because it's about what it does to your psyche after that. Even though Gary didn't didn't have a very long career after that particular point, because you know one fighter who was able to compartmentalize devastating KO losses like they never happened to him actually was Amir Khan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, when, when I had that fight with Barkley and I got stopped, I didn't think the fight should have been stopped. I was openly talking to the referee. And that, and even as he was coming closer to us, I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, you know what I mean? Like, so it's a different thing. It wasn't so – I mean, even though Eubanks wasn't, like, laid out on the ground either, he wasn't laid out. But – and he did, you know, complain right away as well. But He was gone. His legs were gone, right? Yeah, he looked like he looked like he was he looked like he was gone. I, I don't know. I thought the ref was a little quick, but I don't know what happened. He he knocked him down once and he hurt yeah. him the second time, right? He hit him with a big uppercut. It was a combination, and he had him in a bit of trouble on the ropes before the conclusive like left uppercut landed. He was very good with the follow-up combination. Eubank went down, you know, very glassy-eyed, his head rocked back. He was yeah. walking like a drunken man aboard ship when he got up. And yeah. then the referee let it go on for a little bit longer and then and then stepped in when he could see he was, he was all at sea. I mean, did you think it was a fair stoppage, Gary? I think the first fight, you can say Liam Smith was doing his thing and, and you... I think it was the first fight was three rounds of... Uh, I don't think anyone had an upper hand. I don't think Eubanks had an upper hand. I, don't, I think they were both just all over the place. I don't think anyone was planning his... Is uh, 
I don't think Liam Smith was leading into him, him into a trap. I believe it was like a little chaos. It was it, Eubanks caught him with some shots. It was it was what it was, and then bang, Liam Smith caught him with whatever shot it was. The magic shot was it the elbow? Was it was it a what clean about shot? The elbow, was it, Gary? What about that? People have made something of that. Well, I don't believe there was any specific uh, particular evidence that anyone was leading to 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 anything. I, I think it was just chaos, and then a shot hit, and the rest is history. So I don't think either one had any kind of control over the fight yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. So I think it was just a kind of even fight. We know Liam Smith. We know the way he fights. He'll grind you down. We yeah. know he may not start well. He may just, but he's going to get to you and he's going to put pressure on you. And he's going to, yeah. so, so the first couple of rounds for Liam Smith, it, you, you, you can ride him off. He's, he's going to get to you eventually. Eubanks, uh, I don't believe took control of the fight. I think it was just, it was just a feeling out up and down. No, no, nothing really you could tell who was going to win or lose. It was just, it was what it was that he got caught. So, Michael, I, I, I just don't believe that Eubanks was the man that he. I think he's a better fighter than than yeah. that fight. Do you but, believe both of you? We can talk on Sunday. You can all throw eggs at me and say you idiot. But I think I'm surprised, you guys. I think I think if Eubanks is who I think he is, I think he's too much for Smith. Can I ask you anything, can I? Clearly, I cannot ask you anything because I'm not getting a, a word in. Um, I wanted to ask both of you in, in some kind of, you know, decent, you know, orderly uh, fashion. Do you think the best bet for Eubank is to impose himself on Backsmith up? Or do you think he should, he needs to outbox him all night long? I, I have never, I'm, I'm not, uh, I haven't seen Eubank fight that often to know what his style is. So I don't even know if uh, the way he fought his last fight against Smith was an aberration or not from his style. I, I'm, I'm assuming because he had Roy Jones in his corner and I seen him doing the mannerisms and the feints and the hand positioning and stuff like that, the counters at one point, you know, the, uh, I assumed it was because of Roy. I don't know if he really fights like that or, or some semblance of how. Definitely an influence. It was definitely an influence. Well, what's your take on that, Gary? Uh, the Roy Jones um, kind of imitation and the best plan for Eubank tomorrow night? I, I honestly don't think there's a plan uh, in, in any fight because, you know, there's your plan, his plan and God's plan. So I, I think that I think the better fighter will win. And so I think that, you know, Liam Smith could come in very different. I think if you're a better fighter than the other fighter, whatever happens, happens. But you'll adjust and you'll be better. I don't think you can go in with a plan, I'm going to box him, because that may not be what Liam Smith's going to allow to happen. I, I, just, the same time, Jerry. I, just, I, I think the better fighter adjusts to whatever the other fighter presents and he dominates and on every level. And boxing, I think that boxing is absolutely about that. It's about the fighter who adapts best is the one that wins. The most. I watched your fight yesterday with Tommy Hearns, right? Uh -huh. No, I just I was I was bored. You, you need to you need to go to sleep. Round nine yeah. is one of the greatest rounds I've ever seen in boxing. I tell you, <laughs> but, but this is back to the point. Uh -huh. Michael goes into that fight. Cautious, of course, it's Tommy Hearns, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, if he spits on you, you drown, 
right? He's, he's on fire. But then, but then Michael turns it on in round nine, and it just turns the fight on its head. And, and Hearns is backing up and in trouble and under pressure. That's the same guy. Three minutes earlier, you would have said, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So it's not about like. I just believe that, that the fight game is is you have you have two vehicles you have a portion of Ferrari right and and they're of they're of equal um, speed. Who drives the car is who wins the race, mm-hmm. and 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 who drives the car is who's in your brain, and so I think that. I, I, my gut on this, and I'm not going to drive you mad with talking so much, but my gut is what driver is in you. If, if, if Eubanks has a good driver in his brain, I believe he has the vehicle to win. And that's, that's what the, dri- the driver gut. is Bomek or what? I think so. I think he needs some kind of... Um, I, think he's, I think his whole career has been trying to find himself. And... Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, like, again, if his father trains him and he wins a world title, it's still your father train you. I think he's just trying to find himself. Roy Jones is, you know, Roy Jones. Now he's found a guy. I just I just feel like he's in a better place. And I think I think it's a long time overdue. Hopefully not too late. Yeah. But I just feel like when I watched them train together, it was like, it was beautiful. I thought, wow, there's like a... I do agree. There is a strong possibility that could happen when a new trainer comes in. They bring in new ingredients, and if you change the ingredients, you change the recipe, right? I mean, I felt it was like massive. Just I can't explain it. I just felt like, wow, this kid's he's he's flourishing here. What did you see doing, Gary? What were they doing in the gym that impressed you so much? It was. It was minor stuff, but it was like like Balmack said at the press conference. Basics. It was if you watch Eubank even at the um, open workout, right? Look at his right hand. His right hand never fucking left his chin. Yeah, it was. It's so beautiful, but it was loose, loose. But it was here, here, here. Like he fights here normally. He was. Balmack got his defense intact. I don't think he's going to lose that when he gets into a, you know, some silly exchange. He's got he got the basics back, and he's still Eubank. But there's certain things you can't afford to. uh, It takes a hard time for those things to become instinct, though, because that's exactly what it has to do. Like like the 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 things that good fighters do are that way because they've repeated the pattern, and it just becomes a habit. And 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 um, so for it to become. Like it's going to be very conscious. It's going to be very superficial. It's going to be very like the first thing on his mind. And when it gets into a point where it where he can't where he has to fight on instinct now and not on intellect, that's going to be the problem right there. Like if but, Liam but that, gets into a point where they're exchanging punches, then that's going to be an issue. That's that's not what I saw. What what I felt I saw was a very instinctual, comfortable. He, he, like he's 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 ticked the box. Yeah, no, I, I, understand. I don't think he learned it from Bowmack. I think he knows it for ten years yeah. ago. Yeah, but he may not have implemented it, and now he's. I think he's tightened a few of the things up, and he's got back to basics. And I don't think you forget basics uh, when you get under pressure. I think he's forgot basics over the years with all the bullshit, 
But I think if someone's talking back to what he fundamentally learned in the beginning, I think he, he might retain that information. So, so I remember, then, Michael, you want to say something? I think you. No, I, I, I was gonna. I was gonna say, and then so so then you're picking him by decision or knockout or something. I think he's gonna stop him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I've been owing you a lot of dinners. And Listen, as for, talking about the betting, I'm going to get destroyed on the next pocket. But if I'm right, boys. Yeah, if you're right. If what are we right, going to do? So, Ben, what do you? What? Sorry, what, what were you going to say, Ben? Because I was going to. If I was going to have a bet, I would actually bet on the fight to go the distance. You can get something like. I believe it's it's like evens or 10 to 11. You get slightly better than evens on it. I think the fight, my prediction is the fight will go the distance tomorrow. There won't be a stoppage either way. And who wins, Ben? I, see, I don't know. I think it might be um, a contested result. I lean towards Smith and it might be a little bit controversial with some people arguing that Eubank should, should have deserved a nod. But I think the fight will go 12 rounds tomorrow night. That's the only confident, confident-ish prediction I make. So, I... I... I don't know either one of them that well, so if I were to say something, it would be biased. Could could Eubank catch a, you know what I mean, catch a bolt of lightning and and do something? Of course he could. I mean, but I've never, I don't know enough of their natures or enough. I haven't seen them fight enough times to know what how they react in a certain way. So I I honestly can't say. Okay, I will say this: given the track record of of. Fighters, what I think would or should happen is that Liam beats him again, and and maybe even better than he did the like better than he did the first time. Which Gary, can I ask? Are you are you team round Eubank? seven? Round seven. Yeah, I want to ask you emotionally. Yeah. Are you are you team Eubank from an emotional perspective? Do you actually have an no, allegiance? No, 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 I'm, team, I'm, team, I'm team Smith. Uh, he's from my neighborhood. Okay, I love, so you, I, I so love you're from kid. Liverpool too. I, I love everything about Liam Smith. I think he's a great kid. I think he's a great family. I think he's a great, just a good man. I think he's a, a great professional. Like I, I should be. I'm talking about boxing, not yeah. not not personal. Really? I'm talking about two two vehicles. I believe one is better than the other. I believe that. Uh, one was not functioning at 100% and I believe that he will be tomorrow and I believe that if he is he is the better vehicle I just wonder how close you were to you to Eubank Senior these days No, I, me and his dad, we're not friends you know, we fought and you get a certain respect for each other and we, of course we met a few times and became friends but like I, I, I owe I owe no regard to anyone. Um, if if I was to, you know, to, to talk about emotional ties, it would be to my home man, Liam Smith. He, yeah. He's born 20 miles from me. But I'm just talking strictly boxing. I, I think Eubanks is a lot better than people think. I think he's never, he's ne- he has not filled... 60% of his potential. I see a kid who's like a young Ray Leonard in, in many ways. And then he, he, but he's not because every time he gets these tests, you yeah. know, he fights, um, 
you know, every time he's been put in that world level, he's fell short. And I say, why? You can get away with it with most, but when it gets to the world class, you can't. But I, I but yeah. when you see him when he lost, he had he, he had rounds. He was like way superior in some of them fights. So he has the he has the talent. So the only thing I think is missing with Eubanks is mental. And what is it going to take to get him mentally right? Is it is his career going to go by before he gets it right, or is he going to get it right? I believe that he's found a team, and finally, whether it be four weeks or three weeks or six weeks or two months, I believe he's found a team. His head's right, and I think if this kid's head's right, he's going to be a hell of a person, a hard person to beat. Ben, I didn't know that. I didn't know that Liam was born in Greece. Uh, <laughs> yes, that Liam yeah. was Greek. Yeah, it turns out he was. We've got a Greek theme going on this week, as you can see, and we had one a bit last week. Gary is still in Greece, I believe, having just wrapped the film with Mickey Rourke in uh, Bulgaria. Um, Did Mickey you know, played the bad guy, guy or who played the bad guy in Greece? Who played the bad guy in Greece? I didn't. <laughs> no. It, oh, here we go again, Ben. Can you explain? Who, I would, well, yeah, but he, he knows now that you're not really in a remake of Greece, or at least I hope he does, because we've we've. I mean, I'm in Gre I did a movie in Bulgaria with Mickey Rourke, and Mickey oh, Rourke. Sorry. He gets a And Greece. then when I finished the movie, I came to Greece for a holiday. I'm not making the movie Greece. Oh, okay. You know I'd like to apologize to some people. I'd like to apologize to some of the viewers. And I came to Greece. But I'd like to apologize, guys. Shut up for a second. I'd like to apologize to some of the viewers on Facebook. I cannot see your comments tonight. I am getting comments on our live broadcast on YouTube. There's like Hamza Abdullah says, Bomac is a great addition. Robin Katani says, I bet an early KO for Eubank, but probably my heart ruling my head. I got somebody called Fishlip has asked a very pertinent question, despite the rather comical name. He says, Where does Eubank go with another loss? You're talking him up, Gary, but would you, if he does lose tomorrow night, would you have a rather bleak uh, prognostication for the rest of his future? I think he's colourful enough to fight someone else. Um, Just keep going. <laughs> the brand, yeah? Yeah, I mean, there's. He's entertaining, you know. I mean, you got to give the kid that. You, you know, the good thing about Eubanks, both of them, his father and him, you just don't know what they're going to do, so you tune in. So, you know, if Liam Smith lost, then they would probably have the trilogy. Uh, if he lost that, maybe they would lose interest. I think Eubanks, if he loses, there'll still be interest. I think... Uh, I mean, I'm not sure the Conor Ben fight would be as interesting. No, but, uh, but I think that no, it's a must-fight win for both. I think uh, it's certainly for Eubanks. It will definitely set him back. Um, but I, I again, I, I think that if he, if if this kid's head's right, I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see if if Bowmack has done what I think in the short period of time everyone says it's impossible I don't believe it is if he's done what I think he's done if he's just crossed that dot yeah you know if he's just if he's just filled that little thing and 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 I think he has I just got a gut feeling if he has I think you're gonna see a great new addition to this okay let's, let's, 
let's nail it down then. Before we discuss the cut, there's a couple of interesting fights on the undercard we might want to discuss, but let's nail ourselves down then. Last week, when me and Gary previewed Usyk Dubois, I said Usyk in eight or nine rounds. I got it right, but as you know, there was a little bit of a subtext to that whole story, and we've been arguing about that. As hey, well. and I've done a lot of homework on that, you know. It's, hey, and, it's, I, and I picked Usyk as well. Go on, and you go know, on, Gary. It was not a low blow because the low blow is not the navel. I think, I think Silk said this. He corrected me and he was correct. It's the hip bone. Hip line. Yeah. The hip line. It's hip the line. hip. And that was definitely above the hip. But, so one uh, more time, once and for all, it is not the waistband on the trunks because they vary where, where a fighter wears them. It's the hip it's line. The navel. It is not the navel. It is the top of the hips. But let's, um, come on, let's put our money down on this fight tomorrow night. I'm saying Liam Smith on points, possibly disputed. It might be split. Who knows? Um, Michael, your prediction in a few words. Um, I'm going in blind. Okay, yeah, yeah. Half blind. <laughs> but I would say, uh, I, 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 would, I would go with Liam again and probably by stoppage. Gary. Seven, eight rounds, Eubank. Okay, now to, to um to to you to borrow a phrase from Gary on last week's episode. Let's talk about the fucking undercard. Um, the, the interesting fight on there. That was your words, not mine. But I've said it now. So uh, your mum's not watching this show, I hope, Michael. But um, yeah, the uh, there's a quite a lot of intrigue around Dave Allen uh, versus Fraser Clark on the undercard. I suspect Michael might not really know too much about those British heavyweights, so let me throw that on to you, Gary, for your thoughts. I know uh, a little bit. Um, interesting fight. I think it's even. Um, depends on um, on the on the, um, Fraser Clark, what's the other fellow's name? Dave Allen, who's like a Dave Allen. Depends on like Dave Allen, is he's had so much time out. Um, Apparently he's in good shape. He, 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 we, we all know that the past he's not always prepared properly. He's yeah. been a bit of a bit of a loose cannon. But he's a, he's a, he's had a child. He has another child coming. Apparently his priorities have changed, and he's uh, in good shape for this. So I think if he's in good shape, it could be yeah. interesting. Um, they've, you know they've, they've worked together. They're friends. I think they've spent a lot of rounds together. So. They were very friendly at the public workout. They were hugging at the public workout. They respect each other. Yeah, they, they just yeah. were just the fight, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think they spent a lot of time uh, sparring together too. Um, so, so they know each other. They throw shots at each other maliciously, or do you think this is going to be a love fest, like a glove well, fest or a love fest? What is well, it? Well, you know, it's funny thing, Gary. I didn't realize that, that Dave Allen's actually coming off a of four wins. You know, I last saw him on the undercard of Dylan White, Oscar Rivas at the 0-2 2019 when he got stopped rather disturbingly versus David Price. And there was a bit of concern for him and he was hospitalised and all the rest of it. I didn't realise he's quietly put four wins together in the last few years, you know, at least. Um, but, but what do you so feel tell about me, ben, 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 tell me who he fights like. Who, How Dave Allen? Yeah. Dave Allen. Uh, David Allen. You know what? He, he's a white guy, stockyish, kind of white heavyweight. He's um, there's nothing remarkable about him, but he, he's a boxer rather than you know he's got a little bit of a dig, but he's more of a boxer than anything else, and he he has. He's a stocky. You said stocky boxer, yeah. like what, like five, ten, eleven? Like what is? Nah, I think he's bigger than that, but he's you know he's quite thick set, and um, there's not honest to God, there's nothing especially remarkable about Dave Allen stylistically. But and he, the other kid. 
Huh? The other kid uh, is an Olympian, Fraser Clark, who got a bronze medal at the Leicester Olympiad. He's got Boxer in the Sky brand behind him. He looked decidedly mortal last time out against Marius Vec uh, over 10 rounds. He was a. Uh, it'd be interesting for you to see it and analyse it uh, for me, but he, he it didn't look like the stuff of, of legends, you know, that like you'd be thinking of someone who's got a serious assault on the world-class heavyweight scene based on the Marius Vec fight. Some people use the excuse it was hot in there. They said it's very hot in the UK. York Hall in July. You may know a thing about or two about that, Gary. Um, perhaps. Do you ever box at the York Hall? Many times, yeah. I think maybe four, five times, yeah. In the summer, ever? Yeah, it's, I mean. Yeah, they they blamed it on the heat. I remember he looked he looked pretty he looked pretty bad against Marius Vac. I thought you know, but pe people have bad performances on the way up, right? You get you historically you get like a Cassius Clay versus Doug Jones or you know and, I've, heard, I've heard of many excuses but never that your call was hot in summer yeah I mean you, you've heard it for Barry McGuigg and Stevie Cruz right out in the desert heat in in, in um, yeah I mean if you're in a different country maybe open air but not your yeah. call in summer no yeah, I think it was Ben Shalom, the, the Sky promoter, who said that it's... Or, what, or, or else it was one of the broadcasters who said, it's really hot. Do you realise how hot it is in your call? Everybody's got a right to look like 17 shades of shit if it's that in those temperatures. That kind I of thing, you know. All the men. But, uh, yeah. No, Dave Allen's... Um, he's a bit of a... He's like a journeyman, mm -hmm. but but much better. He's like a high-end journeyman. He's like, but but it's not because he's not a good fighter. It's like with Dave Allen, it's almost like he doesn't care. It's like yeah. he just laid back. It's like he doesn't even. He just says, "Yeah, I'll fight you," and, and he doesn't seem to have this ambition. Maybe with ambition, he would be a much better fighter. But he just he's just so laid back. He's like a really. He seems to me like a really nice man, and cool, and and he's just like. Just as he just okay, I'll fight you. That's just it. Once you lose your reason in boxing, once you lose, I don't think he ever had one. That's the no, thing. He, just... funny, yeah. he says he's a bit more laid back. First time I met him, you know, Gary, was I had a fighter boxing him on a bill in Newcastle in 2015, I believe it was, uh, Newcastle Arena, undercard of a of an all Geordie world title fight, such as boxing now in the 21st century. And uh, I had, do you remember? I think you know Big Larry Oliver Miwo. I believe you took your two. Yes, yes, I do. I do. Yes, okay. Yes. Well, I was training Larry at the time and he fought Dave Allen in Newcastle. And because Larry had had the drugs ban and he just re rebounded from that, Dave Allen came in that night to The Drugs Don't Work by The Verve. That was his little joke and his little pop at, I guess, our side of the fence. But unfortunately, Larry got retired after two rounds because he hurt his arm or whatever, you know. Um, and Dave Allen came over to me, you know, the way you do, you shake hands with the opposing team after the fight. And he said, Ben, your Facebook page keeps me entertained for hours. So that, I, you know, I got a really good impression because I thought it was quite funny he came into that song. And then when he said that, I, I liked him, you know. What's he's just a lovely guy and he's just, uh, I think he just plays at the game. So, um... yeah. What song did you ask, Michael? Yeah. You never heard a song called The Drugs Don't Work by The Verve, massive rock group over here. No? No, no. If no. I had my guitar, honest to God, and we could do this another time, but I'm not in my house, I would actually get the guitar out now, especially now I've got a computer to do it in the studio. Uh, I'll play you a few bars of that. Maybe we could do that another time. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it next week. Can you can you do it a cappella? I could do it with a guitar, Michael, and vocals. But that's not a cappella. A cappella. Oh, no, I ain't singing it without my guitar. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that, no. I'll do it Sunday. Can you, can I, I you do it. Air, can you, can you do it. 
Can you do an air guitar and play and sing? Listen, we ain't going to go down this road, Silk. It ain't going to happen. I promise this is what I'll do. I'll bring the guitar to the next session if we can do it here Sunday. And I will play you the first verse or whatever if the drugs don't work. Is that a deal? Can you just give me a, uh, a link 10 minutes later? <laughs> so, so, you, so you can miss that. But yeah, you'll be 10 minutes late anyway, Gary. There's no need for that. No, that's you. Everyone thinks I'm late. The email you sent me was in junk. It wasn't yeah. because your because your your it's emails obviously got a very smart filter and it knows the rubbish from the from the meaningful stuff. You know I'm all over the world traveling and I'm doing everything I can to be on this podcast and you can't even send me a link. Gary, honestly, I talked to him about that. I was like, Ben, you need to give him enough time to, in order to, you know what I mean, to access the link and then click up. But he's like, I, well, we got, he says, we got to start the show. We got to start. I can't do likes this. It without really, me. You know that. He let's be honest. Sunshine. I get you. Said, you. I understand. Let's be honest, you, you said I'm the anchor and you said I'm holding you both down. Who knows where you may <laughs> blossom and fly off to without me, but with the dead weight that's on you both, you know? Ben, I have to give you a very hurtful truth but if you take me off the cast it's fine but if you're still on with silk you're still <laughs> going to be under the shade yeah, yeah. I, I, understand yeah. that. I understand that you know, the silk I, will shine and <laughs> so you can get rid of me but silk will still shine even if you're playing your guitar I have no delusions of grandeur sir and I would also like to yeah. say at the risk of this being a bit of a loving, I'm really glad that you've come on board, even though you need to sort yeah. your name capture now, because it does feel like there's a real buzz about the show since you've come in. We we were looking for a missing... We had a missing piece in our life. Oh, since I've come on the show, I've had all kinds of crazy people come out uh, um, online telling me I was knocked out in a fish and chip shop. Or, yeah. I've been knocked out everywhere. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> knocked me out. <laughs> I went to a fish and chip shop. I went to the front of the line and said, do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want my fucking scampi and chips right now. No, I, I want my fish and And I said, get outside. Do you know who I am? And the guy took me out. And, and Gary... This is comedy at its greatest. Yeah. And Kathy Lloyd on one and Sinitra on the other, yeah? I haven't been in the country for 25 years, so I don't know how the fuck they've knocked me out on a St. Helens. Michael, what's the most disrespectful thing you've ever heard about yourself? What's the sorry? What's the most disingenuous thing you've ever heard about yourself? Gary said he's been knocked out by this guy and that guy in a chip shop and all that. Chip shop, that's the worst place ever. What's the craziest rumor you heard about yourself, Michael? I've never heard a rumor about me. Honestly. No, you're not that kind of guy, are you? You're not controversial. Because Gary, Gary was brash and flash, a good-looking person. That was not. <laughs> no, no, is that not true? Is that, that not fair? Not. No, no, you know what? I'll tell you something, Ben. My, th this is what's really frustrating to me. I'm a shy person, yeah. really. Oh, I got that 100% right away. Yeah. Honest to God, I'm like, anyone who knows me, I'm, I'm, I'm not flash at all. I don't have a lot of confidence. And uh, I fought in a certain way, and um, and I fucked a few models. Which uh, what can I say? It's like it's part of the job. But but then they also smash this. But you know, I, I was I just was a kid trying to make a living. Yeah. And then I had so many fucking haters. And then people make stories of it. It's like I can't imagine um, being someone like Brad Pitt. But the differences with Brad Pitt. 
he's not a fighter. So, you know, we have this certain thing that they think that it's uh, cool if you knock him out. But I'm just a guy who write me a check, I'll fight you. But yeah. um, I don't fight in fish and chip shops. I don't go to the front of, front of a queue. I don't, you know, all this stuff is like, for me, it's just, it's just bad taste. And, um, and it's very sad that people, if you've got that much time on your hands, go help the homeless. You know? Absolutely. You know who's watching this show right now, by the way? Quite interesting. Yeah. He just commented. Costas Petru. Remember him? British World yes. Champion? He do, just yeah. said... He said, I spied Dennis Cronin when he was getting ready to box Gary. 1988, I think it was. Very strong boy. I think Gary beat him, which you would have done. But it's kind of cool to hear from a guy like that, isn't it? Costas Petru. Very strong. Yeah, uh, fantastic. You know. Um, and Cronin, he was about 20 pounds heavier than me. And he, uh, I beat him, but he gave me a hell of a night. You know, it was a yeah. rough night. He was just so big. and uh, But I, I, I beat him early. And, uh, yeah. I was just... Very strong kid. Yeah. So I withdraw that, Gary. I withdraw that statement about you being brash and flash. Perhaps that was that was more the the uh, persona which has been. I missing. think that was the persona. But but anyone I think, I think like I think when you look at him, you look at you fight. You have like a lot of pep and energy. You fight very energetically, and when you punch, you punch with I wouldn't say flourish, but like with this purpose, like a like a like a um like a like something fervent. You know what I mean? Like hot. Like you you punch like to hurt, like to punch through. And and I think that's what people see in your personality. You know what I mean? They see they see the fire. You you kind of can't help but wear that on top. I always say like when a person when you watch a person box, and if they're true to themselves and they're fighting, then they're fighting the way they're supposed to fight. They are fighting who they are. Like when you see them, that's a descriptive of how that individual really is. Their spirit, their mental thoughts, everything. Like you look at Aaron Pryor. You look at Mike Tyson. You look at yeah. Muhammad Ali, anyone you did, Roberto Duran, whoever yeah, that, that's you did. Also why I think when you get like a Muhammad Ali, Joe Fraser, when they first fought in 1971, it was so much about your worldview, who you were backing because of who you most identified with, the yeah. depth of those personalities yeah. as demonstrated in the sweet science. Yeah. You were, you tended to be either an Ali man or a Joe Fraser man and it, and it went very deep and it was philosophical and for some people it was even political, like, you know, party political. Yeah, and, and, yeah you know. absolutely. My, 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 my mother and father you know, broke up when I was a kid and my mother left and I was, I was, uh, my father raised three boys and I went, so I believe, I don't remember, but, uh, I, you know, in a little shell, so what, and boxing was my, you know, the release, my, my release. So I think, uh, that, that was, uh, how I expressed myself, but would you have I, been a fighter? Would you have been a fighter if your mother stayed? Probably not. And would you have been an actor? Well, I don't know. I, 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 uh, apparently, I was a very quiet kid, a very shy kid. Um, Most fighters are. And then I became a problem kid. I, I used to get into. I, I used to hate bullies. I never start fights, and, and this is why it offends me. Always finish. My, my whole life is the opposite. It's like I don't like bullies. I don't like. Yeah, I'm. I, I always used to fight for kids who couldn't fight for themselves. Because I, I um, you know, when you get left abandoned or, or whatever trauma you have, I think it gives you a sensibility, a sensitivity that you you feel for others. And so I used to always see people and, and, and didn't want them to feel like me. So I would protect everybody, upset myself. And so I, got it, I started getting in trouble at school. 
and they sent me, uh, they, I got expelled, and part of the, um, part of the, the only way I could come back to school, the headmaster said to my father, we got to introduce him to a, a, a newfound friend called Discipline, and that was boxing, and I said, hey, fucking boxing. What was her name? Sorry, what was her name? I'm sorry? What was her name? Who? The, the headmaster. Oh, the headmaster, Mr. Millington, I think. I can't oh, remember. Mr. I thought you said it was a her. Headmaster, no, no, no. headmaster the mistress. Headmistress is a missus. No, the, anyway, the headmaster said to my father, came to my father's house, my house, and said, you know, uh, I got expelled. My dad had to go in to see the headmaster. My father didn't go in. So eventually the headmaster came to my dad. And I was sat on the steps, I'll never forget. And and he said we got to, He's a good kid, but he's he's angry. I don't know what happened. And my, my father said, "Well, you know, since his mother left, he's become a little bit angry." And so they said, "You know, we got to get him in some kind of discipline." And I have a friend who has a boxing gym. Let's take him down the gym, and they'll straighten him out. And so I said, "I'm, I'm not going." And so they literally dragged me there um, four or five days a week, and that's slowly I. Yes. Can, I, can I ask one more question before we finish the story? Can I ask one more question, Gary? Yeah. In the frame behind you is a picture. That's really interesting art. What is that? Which picture? It's a frame. It's on the window. No, that's the computer. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's, you think that's really interesting? I thought, yeah, I thought like you framed a small picture. I was like, wow. No, that's, no, that's the computer from the window, I think. Nice touch. You really thought about this backdrop, Gary. Well done. <laughs> no, I rushed in because I'm late. So, yeah, <laughs> guys, it's a. Um, you know what we should call it? It doesn't come into that picture. Then, when he goes there, it's like seeing Dracula. How uh, he doesn't have a shadow. Then, how come we can't see? He could be a Greek vampire. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole on this. I really don't, Michael. I, I believe Gary was going to suggest an alternative title for the show based on the, these. Uh, okay, but, but uh, I figure this out. I can't understand how we could reflect from from his from his computer through his head and onto the glass. I don't care. <laughs> but that, that's me. I, um, I want to hear his alternative suggestion for the show title. Oh, okay. Yogurt, <laughs> silk, and late. Yes, there you go. Sugar, silk, and late. I was L hoping it would be better than that. L, we L A T T E. Yeah, yeah. Well, as, as in, what was that? Latte, right? Yeah. So, um, we should do we, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Guys, well, listen, a, let's get back to the fight. Yeah. We, we got to go now. We're out of time. The, the, what, the main event? You want, you want to say something else about the main event, Gary? Or do you want I, to, I want to talk about. Why you believe Liam Smith is a better fighter than Chris Eubanks Jr.? I didn't say he was. All right. <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you. Um, it turns out Gary's the anchor now. Uh, no, so anyway. No, I want to know because I, I don't get it. Okay, well, I let me do when it, well, I remember when Eubank first turned pro and there was a big buzz about him in the industry and people like Ambrose Mendy were saying this will be a world champion and he will be a special fighter. Believe me, I've seen enough to know this. And, uh, you know, he was very impressive and dynamic and athletic when he first started. His 17 uppercuts he'd hit guys like Spike O'Sullivan with and all the rest of it. And then I remember being in, um, I walked into Rooney's gym one lunchtime and he was sparring with Patrick Mendy and Ambrose was there and he said to me, can you do 
Patrick's corner. You could help him out a little bit, give him some water and a bit of advice. And he was, he was very strong and dynamic, and he would just seem like it, you know a young man who really was going places. I don't think he's ever really found his identity in the ring. I think, like you said, I think whenever he's stepped up, he's been found a little bit wanting. Uh, my friend Billy Joe Saunders definitely beat him clearly enough that time, even though he died of it in the closing stages. But Billy Joe won seven rounds straight against Eubank. George Groves stood Eubank on his head back in 2017. We've, we've detailed what happened against Liam Smith last time. And I just feel that I, I, you think he's all going to click and crystallise hopefully tomorrow night with Bo Mack and all the rest of it. But I wonder, his dad, you talk about his dad training him. His dad uh, went on record as saying he never trained him as such. He said, we harness him, if you will. Yeah. He said, you know, he's he's um like an, an auto, like a, like a car with, on cruise control. He said, you know, we don't train him. No, Ronnie Davies doesn't train him for a start. You know, he never really had a great lot of influence. And you might remember when he said that Ronnie Davies was only there to put Vaseline on his face that time, which was a bit disrespectful. What channel is the fight on? What channel is the fight on? Sky. If you're in America, what is it, ESPN? Is it, I believe? Oh, maybe ESPN, yeah. Yeah? But Gary, I don't, I don't think he's ever found his identity in the ring, which you, you seem to agree with that, essentially, and so does Silk, or, or, while admitting he hasn't seen so much of him. I, I think, don't it's, think he's found his identity in his life. I think, uh, no. and, and, and it's like my acting teacher, I worked with an old lady. She worked with Brandos, Lee Portier, Hoffman. She worked with all the great teachers, all yes. the great actors. She worked with me. Said you can only be as much as a fighter, as an actor, Gary, as you, as you are uh, as a person. Yes. And so, you know, you bring your life to your work. You, you're as good as an actor as you are as a human. And so... I, I really believe that it's somewhat similar in the fight game. You like unless you have a certain comfort in your life, I don't think you can get a certain comfort in, in your career. I just think he's never found I don't think but he's sometimes ever found, you need that. You need that you need that uh, that class. You know what it's like, Michael. You can like even even with a fight, like I used to go to fights and I'd want my brother with me and my dad and I would go, like we'd go and it's like, it's like I wasn't going to the fight. Like my life was going to the fight. My family was, you know, this is, this is it. We're going. So when you have a breakup in that whole module, I don't know. I think Eubank has survived on raw talent. And, and he's done very well and he's made a career and he's made money, but I'm not sure if he's ever been like, I don't, I'm not sure if the kids ever felt comfort or I just think, and you call me crazy. I just think that he's found the right guy. He's found the right situation. And it's not who's a bigger name than him. It's not his dad. who's a bigger name than him. It's he's found a fucking situation where he can, he can shine, and these guys are going to make him the best him he can be, not the best father. Uh, they're going to get behind this kid and, and, and say, all right, we're going to make you the best you can be. Forget everybody else. He doesn't give a – Bolmack doesn't give a fuck about Chris Eubanks. He's got Terence Crawford. He's the greatest fighter ever, maybe. Possibly – Not ever. Uh, come on, come on, please. No, but he's, he's up there. You know, he certainly uh, – He's not worried. He's not worried. Crawford's up there, trust me. But um, talking about the all-time top twenty-five or something, I don't know about that. Crawford's in the top there's ten. There's a lot of there's a lot of competition for that, Gary. That's another show. That is some. Yeah, what, what, what was the what was the statement? 
What the top 25 image Crawford? You find a way to beat him. Just what, what the top 25 greatest fighters of all time at any weight? Crawford's in that or the top 10? Usually, top 10, not, not a prayer in hell. He's in the top 10. I, I, I say you're completely wrong. I'll tell you something, Freddie Roach, who was my <laughs> trainer years ago, told me 10 years ago when he was training Pacquiao at his prime, I will never put money in. With Terence Crawford, I said, "Why?" He said, "He will fucking kill him." I said, yeah. "Why?" Then he was in his prime. He said, "I will never put money in with Crawford." I said, "Why?" But, and he kept. But the, only, but the only thing can prove that correct is time. Time is the only one. He had, he, does he have the? Does he have the tools? Yeah, the kid has the tools. You know how many people you know? You both know how many people we've seen come through boxing and and crazy talented and you'd think man i mean yeah i've seen people as talented as muhammad ali and sugar ray leonard and sure, they didn't manage to do it with the resume well, yeah, you know what's amazing he's not sugar ray leonard who's my favorite fighter but he, he he's this fucking working machine that just beats everybody that's what's interesting he's not my favorite to watch he's not my favorite style yeah he's no just, none of that i mean like no. a it's just like an operating machine that functions and yeah, yeah very up. very much like Hagler, no bells and whistles, yeah. straightforward, hard worker, and, and and he pays his dues and gets what he deserves. I totally understand that. Hits hard, hits he's fast enough to hit anybody. He's he's he looks like he's pretty like he can take it as well as he can dish it out. And and and, and the guy, I mean, look, he was a he was a competitive wrestler. That kind of strength that he has is you know what I mean? It's just you yeah. can't compare to it. I could live with the idea, you know, that he's the one of the top ten greatest welterweights of all time. But the idea he's in the top ten greatest pound for pound fighters ever, and we can make that call. Wait, wait, wait. You said Crawford is one of the ten greatest welterweights of all time. No, listen. I said I could live with that assertion if that was what Gary was making. Oh, if he's talking, if he's talking, huh? You can't live with that. I can live with it easier than the idea he's one of the greatest bar none. I mean, he's going up there with Willie yeah. Peck and Sam Langford and Harry Greven and Ray Robinson and Robert Duran and Muhammad Ali. I can stomach it a lot easier than the, than, than the more outrageous assertion, yes. But this the is thing is, when you, the thing is, when you're on the lighter stuff, you make it easier for the bigger stuff. You can't give tell, it... Tell me a welterweight you know that would beat Crawford, Ben. Well, I think uh, Sugar Ray Leonard could have beaten him. I think Sugar Ray Robinson could have beaten him. I think Tommy Hearns might have beaten him. I think he'd have a if he have a fight on his hands against the Duran who beat Leonard. I think Donald Curry is a handful for him. Um, no. Uh, yes. Oh yes. Donald but, Curry is a world. But Lloyd Honig and I sparred with a lot, and he was not great. Trust me. I, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I had my way with Honigan every day of the week. I bet. And, and Honigan went over and beat Curry, which shocked me. But. Yeah. Uh, it shocked everybody, but I mean, there was there. So, I don't I mean, know. You got gauges. When I work, when I sparred with Lloyd, I I found him plain. All the rest of that kind of no, stuff. No, I found him. He was a good fighter, but he was nothing. Uh, he was not ordinary. I thought he was going to get murdered by Curry, and I was shocked. I don't know if it was weight. I don't know if, if it was. They say it was Gary. They say it was. They say I heard it was the way. Yeah. It's never um, just but, one thing. It's never but, just one thing. But in any case, guys, we should do this because obviously that's another discussion we can have, and that could be entertaining. Oh, it's a lot better than you think, Ben. 
Uh, I didn't. I, honestly, God, Gary, I really do rate him highly, but I think we need to put this in perspective another time. Are Thank we good? I didn't think he was that good. That's true. But I'm here to say that I think that I, Crawford, I respect him. He has incredible ability. And he looks everything you're saying he is. That's what he looked like in his last fight. And that's what he's looked like in every fight that I've ever seen. But Yes. But, um, but what? You know, I just... You know, I, d I didn't want to counter what if he goes up and beats Canelo? Say then, say again, what if he goes up and beats Canelo? What are you going to say then? Canelo's old, God, no, no, I, won't, I won't minimize it. That'll be a fantastic achievement, Gary. That'll be such a legacy. His legacy is fantastic if he retired tomorrow, but that would be truly amazing on the level of the heavy. It's sad because he doesn't have the panache of a Leonard. Uh, no, no, he does. He's, I think, people He's People definitely him. appreciate him. That boy is a hardworking, he really does great do shooter. Business, He's you know? brilliant, but it's just that it's a very rarefied air. You just put him in, and and yeah. I, I don't know what you'll. I don't know how how much of a historian you might be or might not be. I know. Yeah, he won, and that kid he beat was damaged too. He was hurt. Yeah, he was. But so, honestly, these, are all, these are all topics we can go into, fellas. Can I, do you fellas fancy meeting again Sunday night to see who got it right and wrong about Smith Eubank Junior? Can we do that? Yeah, sure. Should we have a small bet? Okay, what? I'll put I'll put a bob on. Um, do you still do bobs over there? Yeah, 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 yeah. shillings and all that kind of thing. Yep, <laughs> I believe so. In the chip shop, I don't know. Do they still take that in the chip shop, Gary? <laughs> well, look, I was asleep. I was I was unconscious. I don't. You know. don't pay, do you? You just say, "Do you know who I am? I want the fucking large chip." <laughs> Some rugby player knocked me out. I was unconscious. I have no idea what happened. So I was going to give them all a bob. But I got Bob. <laughs> Gary, Gary, rugby player. I'd like to see him try. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I would catch a bus before it hit me on the chin. I would, you know. Can you explain to our uh, stateside individuals what a Bob is? A Bob it's, is like uh, five. Go on, Gary. You're older than no, me. Go on, you tell me. I'll, let you, I'll give you a shot first. <laughs> okay. Um, it's five pence, like a shilling, I, I believe. It's, it's How much is a shilling? Because we've got this phrase, haven't we? Like a two-bob individual. <laughs> it means he's not, he's not worth much. He's kind of a cheap guy if he's a two-bob C-U-N-T. That's, that's English thing. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know how funny this term is? That's just hilarious. You can guys, go so many ways with that. So, uh, Silk and Stretch, will you let me close this show? Have I got, uh, do I have your permission? Okay, well, yes, and I'm glad that you put up you a picture of a new fighter of all time up above you. Yeah. So undefeated, you know what I mean? You got Muhammad Ali up behind this one. I commend you on that, Ben. And, you know. Yeah, listen, when we, and this is my last word on anything, <laughs> this, <laughs> this show, when we had that debate, Ali Robinson, who's the greatest, even though I still, I, I know why I said what I said and I represented it and I still believe it, but I feel if that was a fight, you won. You, 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 your ring generalship, the way you scored points in that particular debate. I feel that you won that. And um, I do appreciate the fact you're always outside the box, Silk. You don't buy into anybody's narrative, no matter what. You don't accept anything unless you've tested it in a fucking laboratory, you know, in a test tube. And um, that's why I love you, you know. Um, oh, shucks, thank you. Okay, so listen, guys, I hope you love all of us too. We certainly yes. love you. Thank you for tuning in. Sorry we didn't engage with the YouTube, uh, sorry, with the, the, the uh, Facebook viewers tonight. So I love their comments on the studio, but we'll address those when we get off there. We'll be back Sunday night, even better than this one. I'll bring the guitar if I remember. In the meantime, Please, bring the guitar. <laughs> in the meantime, be lucky. Don't do anything. We have a new, a new podcast when you cannot sleep at night. <laughs> yes. Tune in. 
Ben will play guitar. Lullaby. It'll be called, it'll be called uh, yeah. Lullaby. Nice <laughs> ben used to knock people out was he got the guitar. The Elka Bong. Elka Bong. Yeah. I, I, I never used to knock people out, no, no matter what, no. It's just... Um, you brought the guitar out and they went straight to sleep. Those punches looked real crispy on the opening. Your punches. Oh, you like my? I, I did. Yeah. I did wonder if I if, if I felt a bit embarrassed putting my footage next to you guys. Obviously, on a vastly different level. But your your left hook of Barclay is absolutely beautiful. Gary looks savage and 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 yeah. as hell when he's breaking up Derek Warmold. But I, I like the fact that you like that for one, two right hand, left hook, right. It was okay. So yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like, all right, you're lashing out. That was the most savage bit of footage I could find of me to, to, to go with your knockouts. <laughs> Guys, thank you for tuning in. We will be back next yeah. week. You two hang around. Peace out. <clears throat> I'm looking for the fucking mouse to end it. Sorry. Sports Social Podcast Network.